0: Okay, let's see. Testing. Okay, so just say we're we're, we're standing in the whatever room and you know, something like that.
1: We're standing in um, warehouse two. Uh, We have two warehouses here, and this is the second warehouse.
0: Um, you well, know, just tell me the story of how you and your partner, um, and could you actually not hold? hold. Yeah, because I can hear it. Sorry. Um. And what's your turnover rate like?
1: Um, actually, we have a high turnover rate. We're really lucky if we keep an employee for 10 months to a year. We get a lot of people who call us, I mean, call us, email us, looking for jobs, wanting to do this type of work, and when we first train people, my my first interview with them is actually to talk them out of even considering this job. If they waver at all, we know for sure that this isn't what, what they want, and this isn't what they're looking for. The hardest part of the job, as I had mentioned earlier, dealing with the families, but it's also very hard on their families, too, not knowing when a job was gonna come in, but making plans. Christmas dinner, they're sitting down and their phone rings and, 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 and.
0: Okay. So can you can you start by saying um, something like Hi, my name is Tim and your full name and I'm the owner of
1: Okay. Hi, my name is Tim Reifstack. I'm co owner of Aftermath Incorporated. I had just graduated college and was living in an apartment. My business partner now, um, we've been friends since we were in second grade, they came over We actually had plans of going golf that morning. And across the street from where I lived was a subdivision. There was some other neighbors that were standing out there just talking and so forth. We went outside, we walked across the street, and we just had ask what what happened? And with the discussion, they had said that the kid uh, committed suicide an officer approached all of us and said, asked us do we know of any company that would perform this type of cleanup?" We were like, nope. So about 15 more minutes went by he's still there talking to us and so forth and me and my business partner were just like, well, if we could, you know, we would help the family if they needed it. And he's like, great. And we were in the house no longer than probably one minute, and he was knocking on the door, saying if you could help out the family, that'd be great. So that's how it all started. For the most part, a majority of our jobs are unattended deaths, and and that is when someone uh, passes away in their home and is undiscovered for a period of time that we've had the longest go out to two and a half years. So they were in their home for two and a half years.
0: Did you
1: know the circumstances of that one? Yes, it's a, it was a crazy okay. job.
0: So, under $30 started out in the medical field, mm-hmm. and we're going to go to the funds very quickly, because we're almost out of time. Okay.
1: The Hi, daughter here, of the deceased the actually lived there in the home with him for the two and a half years. What she was doing was collecting his Social Security checks. You could smell the death from the street. As you walk through this house, you actually were walking through a maze of boxes from the QVC channel. Because that's all she did. She was, watched the QVC channel all day long and just bought stuff. I honestly feel it. I can't tell you how happy I am to have purchased this item. when you looked up at the ceiling, it was nothing but air fresheners dangling from the ceiling. Such as in that movie, Seven, when you walked in that bedroom. It was very similar to that
0: include working out, why aren't you working out your face? If your New Year's resolutions are looking younger, why aren't you working out your face? If your New Year's resolutions are just not looking
1: older, why aren't you working out your face? Roughly half of our jobs are unattended deaths, and about 25% are suicides. And then from there, it kind of breaks out from murders, accidents, home invasions, um, and just um, various other things. I mean, we've... Done them where women have given birth in homes. Um, One of the questions we usually get when people find out what we do is, oh, do you guys have more suicides around Christmas? And actually, no, we have no more suicides around Christmas than we do in the dead of summer. There's no rhyme or reason for when people kill themselves or when various situations happen. Um, The only thing that we know for sure is that in the summertime, just due to the heat and humidity, a body that lays there for a day or two is much more worse than a body that lays in a house for a day or two in the winter time. Do you want to have a word like? Um,
0: Can you just tell me maybe a story of one of the more like unusual um, scenes that you encountered in you know since you started the company?
1: Yeah, well, the the scene that we usually talk about is a job that took place in Sherrillville, Indiana. There was a person who, it was his best friend. They had been friends for 20 plus years. He and his wife had separated, and they were going through um, the first stages of a divorce. Well, what ended up happening was his best friend ended up staying with his wife soon soon to be ex-wife and started sleeping with her and moved into the place with her and so forth so at work he was constantly getting harassed by the other workers and at one point he just broke he burnt his trailer down he sent flowers to her work with a condolence of her death and went over to her house roughly six o'clock in the morning and um, scaled up one um, condo of this three-story condo unit. He scaled up the outside of it to the porch of one, went in, um, asked the families where she was staying at and so forth, they knew nothing of her, didn't know her or anything. Here he's standing there, he's got a shotgun on his shoulders. He's got an AR-15 in his hand. He's in full combat outfit. So he goes out the door, goes up to the second floor, knocks on a door where a woman answers the door and she's holding an infant and asks for her name. She's like, no, I think it might be across the the hallway and proceeds to tell her, go into your bathtub, lay down and don't lift your head up because World War III is going to start. and this lady said she no longer took four steps and she heard pop, 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 and that's him shooting bullet holes through the door. Proceeds to kick the door open. His best friend and her were there. They had thought that this was going to come to an end and was prepared for this because he kept his handgun right there by his bed. He jumped up, grabbed the handgun, proceeded down a hallway, got out to an opening, as he was just coming through the door into the living room, um, he took two shots off, hit um, the guy in the chest. As he was falling backward, his AR-15 shot and took about probably six or seven bullets, hitting him, knocking him to the ground. While for the next 15 minutes, he just antagonized his best friend on the ground as he was in pain and so forth he proceeded to walk around him completely shot his arms and his legs off uh down to the point where he lit his privates on fire and then shot his his head off completely just just walked around him just shooting the AR15 constantly reloading it we were out in our hometown in Sterling, Illinois at one of our best friend's brother's funerals. We were sitting there. We had sent our supervisor and two technicians down there. As we were sitting there and they knew we were going to a funeral, they responded to this job first. And it was one where they called and called and we just kept hanging our phone up and we we're just looking at each other just grinding our teeth going what could they be calling about they know we're in this funeral so finally we we're like something's got to be got to be wrong so we get up and we call and the supervisor's like I don't know what to do you guys got to get here this is the worst scene I've ever walked into I don't even know where to start and I can still Pictured as I walked through this door. You get up there and this door is closed and you can see the bullet holes through it. And you just push the door open and when you first step in it's as though someone had taken a body and stuffed it into a wood chipper and just sprayed it all over this room. This room was approximately 20 feet long by about 15 feet wide and there wasn't one square inch of that room that didn't have blood or tissue on it.
0: And how do you, where do you start?
1: (laughs) Um... You just gotta pick, pick something and start at that point. In this situation we started by removing large chunks of the body that the coroner didn't take with them. For an instance, I mean, the, his, his intestines were dangling all over a, a stereo equipment. So we went in and we picked up all of that stuff first, removed bad areas of carpet and so forth. And then from there proceeded with the walls, wiping all of the loose debris off of the walls because all the walls were gonna come down anyways. And um, kind of just proceeded through the unit in that way. Um, We've got Tyvek suits on, gloves, a full face respirator, we've got booties that go over our Tyvek so we're completely protected. Over time you get desensitized with the visual aspect of the job, seeing the bodily fluids and so forth. The part that you really don't ever get over is the family, dealing with the family having family members ask you to bring back their loved ones. And you're in a room doing a suicide or an unattended death cleanup, and just one room over, you can hear the family going through their grief, just weeping at the the top of their lungs. That's the hardest part of this job to deal with. This is actually one of our corporate brochures.
0: Can you read something
1: from it? Uh, Basically, what it is, it just describes who we are, and then what to do next, how to contact us, what we all clean up after from suicides and human and animal feces, homicides, unattended death, accidents, home invasions, filth cleanups. You know. um,
0: What is that?
1: a, A filth cleanup. That, that 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 that's a situation where some people just don't throw stuff away they it's a recluse they have a compulsive disorder everything has meaning in their life they can't just separate themselves from it i mean when they go to mcdonald's and get themselves a, a meal um, the container that that meal comes home in even the paper bag the napkin that they wipe their mouth off with it's all kept just piled i mean we've had situations where their plumbing in their house no longer works, so they use their bathtub as their toilet. And we've got we've come in there, and what they do is they hold on to something like a towel rack, and they'll hold on to that, and they'll just hang their butt over the edge of the tub, and they just continue to do that until a point comes where they no longer can do that. And they go out and they get these bags from grocery stores. They start using those. It's just crazy the type of jobs that we encounter. I mean we had a situation here in Chicagoland where we actually had four 40yard dumpsters that we filled up with two liter bottles that were they were filled up either a quarter of the way or a lot of them were. All the way filled up with human urine. Known as I mean, the only clean spot he had in the entire house was this little area where he had a cot set up that he slept on. We've also keep some of our pictures over here. Okay. I mean, this is. Oh, can you say that again? I didn't get that. This is where we. This is also where we keep some of our pictures from jobs um let's see what else here there's your one of your filth cleanups there's that that's actually the pictures from the two liter bottles but it's all the two liter bottles where he had urinated i mean you can see that one's completely yellow
0: urination
1: you actually had to walk on these items just to walk around the house i mean that's his garage Here's another suicide took place in a basement. Um, here's a shotgun suicide, and uh, that was in a uh, basement, too. But um, we got just boxes and boxes of pictures here that... Um, I'm, I'm sure, sure people, people have asked, have this, asked this, this, but, like, like how, how? I, I mean, it just, just seems, seems like, like how, how, how do, do you... you how, how do you do, you do it, it? Like, like it just, it just you, you just, just seem like, seem like really
0: calm like, like it, just it just doesn't seem, seem like something I've like well, been
1: doing it for roughly 11 years and when we first started the company the one thing that me and Chris agreed on was that if we're going to do this it's there we're there to help families and that's what we we know is our end job is that we're actually the first step in this family's grieving process we're getting them back to some normalcy back into their life so that they can get back into their home or businesses they can start back their business back up since i've started the job i've had three boys and when i go home and i i see them and look in their eyes i'm like how could anyone ever hurt a child and We do a child cleanup where where a family member kills a a child once a week. And you sit there and you wonder how how could it be that bad? What could draw them to hurt their own child? How could life be that bad that you'd go to that extreme? And we see it every day.
0: Chinois Et moi, et moi, et moi Avec ma vie, mon petit Chez moi, mon mal de tête Mon poids au foie J'y pense puis j'oublie C'est la vie, c'est la vie 80 millions d'Indonésiens Et moi, et moi, et moi Avec ma voiture I think I might be editing my voice out, so actually,